here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door, where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, all you members of the Healthcare Wrap Posse, welcome back to the program. I'm Jared. I'm your host here, and uh, we, we have a real special treat for you this week. Uh, if you missed last week's episode on consumer behavior, you'll want to check that out. That was with Chris Pace from Banner Health here in Arizona, and we'd love for you to check that one out if you haven't had a chance yet. Uh, but this week, we have a very special guest. Peter is actually out. I'd like to say he's he's nursing amended heart after uh, the beloved Brewers uh, bowed out of postseason. And I'm trying to ignore the fact that the Astros did the same. So we're going to skip the baseball talk. We're actually going to get right into our, our interview here. Uh, I have on the program today is my co-host, Ben Dillon. Ben is the chief strategy officer and co-owner at Geonetric. And he's the president of Shizmed, the Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the program. We've been looking forward for a while to have your perspective on things and wanted to give people a, a very early starting point. You want to let people know a little bit about uh, you and Geonetric, how long you've been there, what your responsibilities are, and and a little bit about uh, being president of Shishman. Sure, absolutely. Geonetric is a full-service digital agency working exclusively in healthcare, almost all on the provider side, uh, hospitals, health systems. We work with, I don't know, about 67, 68 systems around the country, uh, and we're based in Iowa. I've been part of Geonetric for 18 and a half years, so, so quite a while. The company's a little bit older than that. I joined uh, about a year in, uh, so the company itself is, is getting pretty close to 20 years here. Uh, we'll be celebrating that next year. So that's Geonetric. Uh, it, that's, that's the day job, so to speak. The side gig right now is I am, you know, in a volunteer capacity, obviously, the current president for Shushmed. And for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Shushmed is the Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development. It's the professional membership group as part of the American Hospital Association for marketers, strategic planners, PR folks, sort of a group of different disciplines that we refer to as, as the strategy disciplines. And so we cover a whole bunch of different uh, specialties within that. And again, the AHA is its members are hospitals and health systems, things like that. This is one of the professional membership groups. So individuals are, are members of this. And we just ha- got done with our annual conference. It was out in Seattle this year. We had about 1,700 people at that conference this year. And that was, that was a huge success as well. So I think it's safe to say that you have a pretty good view of our industry, of the, the things that are challenging, the history of things, of how things have changed and evolved. And, and uh, you, you can, you've seen a lot. I like to think so, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very cool. We'll tell you what that's going to play perfectly into our rap battle today. So let's get into that. That's uh, we're going to hit our rap battle. Rap battle. So rap battle is our segment where we challenge an assumption in healthcare. So we usually have a little bit of fun here. This is kind of the meat of the program and we're challenging an interesting assumption this week. I think it's one that we don't really identify a whole lot, but we realize it when we are with other peers. So that assumption is that we are alone in facing our challenges as healthcare marketers. Meaning a lot of times we may feel that way when we're in the trenches that we're the only ones battling a certain issue that we're trying to overcome a certain challenge. It could be something like identifying you know, the ROI of our marketing or strategy. It could be how to structure our team, how to set up you know, the organization of a team, how to deal with, with a budget issue or challenge, or you know how to keep up with emerging technologies. It could be anything. But I hear quite, frank- uh, I hear quite frequently at networking events and at conferences and on you know on, on Twitter and a lot of different places, just that sense of relief to know that we're not the only ones facing these things. And so then I want to open this up to you because like I said, you, you've had a chance to, a lot of chances, just a lot of opportunities to talk to other people, uh, to talk to our peers. And, and I'm wondering what you think about that. You know, first and foremost, are we, how do we not feel alone in the challenges we're facing? And what are some of the, the top challenges that you're hearing about sure yeah i think when we you know when we get together at these big meetings we're shushmed the healthcare internet conference uh, there's lots of regional conferences i think it's two parts education one part maybe support group right we're, we're all getting together we're feeling the same things but to be totally fair i think we're really hard on ourselves in healthcare i think we've gotten this inferiority complex somewhere along the way that, that says that not only are we within our organizations maybe the only ones facing this but healthcare is an industry that we're somehow way behind every other industry out there. And I think it's good to look outside your industry when you're trying to figure out how to move forward. But I think that's true no matter what industry you're in. If you're in manufacturing, if you're in you know, consumer packaged goods, whatever, when they're making big breakthroughs, often they're making big breakthroughs by looking at the individual organizations that are really excelling in, in a particular area, looking outside uh, of their own space, uh, looking at a different industry, looking at a different organization, and I think you know, there's lots of ways that we can get better by looking at that. That said, while there are challenges in healthcare that I think are maybe a little bit different than some of those other industries, we're not necessarily way, way behind a lot of those spaces in terms of the things we're doing. And certainly within the space, a lot of organizations are struggling with really similar kinds of issues around our ability to get things done, adoption of new technologies and, and, and approaches, digital transformation. And there's a lot of issues on the table where, where organizations are trying to move themselves better and move, for, move forward, get better. But I think we're all within the industry kind of in that boat right now. I see a lot of discussion right now about some of the new competitors, new players coming into the space. What's Google going to do? What's Microsoft going to do? This or that agglomeration of of people from outside the space going to do? And I think that does maybe refocus us on the need to continue to move forward, hopefully gives us a little bit of ammunition. I'm hearing in my conversations with folks in the C-suite that they're much more concerned about folks from out of industry, organizations that have a lot of experience with, uh, with consumer experiences uh, and with retail and some of those kinds of things. I think that's an opportunity for those of us who maybe have been trying to get things to change 
haven't necessarily gotten all of the support within our organizations that we've wanted gives us a chance to, to move forward in, in some ways because at least now some of that stuff is on the radar of the C-suite. In terms of some of the areas where you know, I think some things are changing, and again, I, I think this is something that a lot of industries are, are dealing with, not just a lot of organizations in healthcare. I think we're really, I'm really seeing a lot of organizations starting to look at the marketing technology stack and look at all the different pieces. There's a huge number of tools out there to enable things in marketing, in particular digital marketing. And uh, most organizations in healthcare don't have all those pieces in place today. But I would say in a lot of other industries, we've got exactly that same problem. We're maybe a little further behind than some spaces in terms of adopting some of those technologies, at least, you know, having a license to something. But what we see in healthcare and out of healthcare is even when organizations bring these things in, actually making sure you're using them really well is just as big a challenge. So within healthcare, you know, a lot of organizations are still adopting CRM, adopting marketing automation, adopting analytics platforms. You know, there's a whole host of different tool sets that, that become part of that. But even after we bring those things in and we say, yes, I've, I've got a license for X or Y, using it and using it as, in a way that makes our organizations better can often uh, be just as big a challenge as, as getting that support to actually be able to get a contract and get software in the door. So if you could give like one, one piece of advice for a marketer out there who is trying to keep up with the tech stack, for instance, with any of the, the items you just mentioned, how, how do we go about doing that? Well, first, I think looking at just the different tools that are out there and then taking a step back and looking at the big problems you're trying to tackle as a marketing organization. It's very easy to go after shiny objects. You know, I was talking to someone not that long ago. They said, I want AI. And I'm like, okay, AI is an interesting tech set. Like, what are you going to use it for? I don't really care. I just want it, right? It's usually not the right way to approach these problems. You need to look at the, the challenges you've got in front of you, the things you're trying to accomplish. And then very often looking at what kinds of tool sets exist out there to help you get to some of those places can really help step forward. And again, uh, I think that's been true for a while. It's just in, in the last year or so that I'm starting to hear more organizations really thinking about how do I bring in the full set of these tools to, to make some of those things happen. Every one of these things though, like it's one step at a time. Even organizations that step back and take you know 18 months to do some huge plan Ultimately, you're tackling one new area at a time, uh, looking at how to implement it, look at how it makes what you do better, and hopefully changes the way that you're doing your marketing, your communications, those sorts of things in the process, and not just maybe makes it faster, makes it happen in a digital platform versus whatever you're doing today. So was that one of the top discussion points at the, at the annual conference last month? You know, just keeping up with tech in general, or I'll phrase it different, you know, so what was that top <laughs> discussion point, do you think? You know, what, what were you hearing people ask about the most? Yeah, so it's uh, it was a topic somewhat at Shushmet. I, I see a lot of indications of it at the Healthcare Internet Conferences coming up in, here in a couple of weeks. That was one of those big talking points. Another one that I heard a lot about was just focusing on the consumer experience. Frankly, even just really folks talking about the fact that we're working with health consumers rather than patients. We've seen that transition going on. Seems like that was uh, pretty universal this year. But just the, the idea that uh, the patient experience, the health consumer experience is really critical as we're competing for patients in different ways. I and mean, frankly, as we're trying to get consumers 
engaged in their care in different ways. You know, it's one thing to get people to, to come in and have something done or have annual checkup or whatever it may be. Uh, as we're trying to get people more engaged in things like population health, that experience becomes really critical because if we can't keep them on board over the course of long periods of time, those kinds of strategies just don't work. So let's see. I mean, if we dive into that a little, even a little further, because there are a lot of tentacles kind of to that right, like yeah. this whole topic. You know, if, if we think about even just the the effects on uh, like a marketing team's budget, I mean, were there, were there discussions about you know how that affects budget and how to how to go about things to make sure we have the resources we need? Sure. I mean, there were some of those conversations, but certainly when you go to actually make things happen, obviously resources is a, a big piece of that puzzle. I think every one of our organizations right now is competing for resources. We're seeing that shift from traditional marketing channels into the digital realm, into more sophisticated tools, things of that nature. But that's been slow. We're, you know, we're seeing it. It's one step at a time along the way here. So, you know, in part, it's being able to demonstrate the value you're creating and being able to go out there and try and compete for additional resources and in, in what we know for most organizations is a pretty tight financial situation right now. And then it's also looking at the things that you do today and, and figuring out what are those things do you start to dial back to in order to make investments in new ways of doing things that ultimately are more measurable, more trackable, and dollar for dollar and more effective. Everybody wants their content to work, but if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk. You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win. In healthcare content marketing, gotta try something new, cause innovation is king. True North Custom, they're the bomb. Check it at truenorthcustom.com. Guys, listen up. True North Custom is the only healthcare marketing firm delivering the full continuum of content strategy. For 30 years, guys, 30 years, they've helped healthcare organizations engage consumers and clinicians through award-winning content and data-driven campaigns. Today, more than 500 clients trust them for expertise in three categories. Excellent content supporting brand, driving business, and leveraging marketing technology solutions. Think about it. Two-thirds of healthcare marketers feel content marketing is essential or very important to their organizations. But with the rise of content marketing as an effective way to amplify your voice and boost patient volume, separating your brand's signal from all the noise can be a challenge. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? So here's where this comes in. This is an exclusive download for Healthcare Wrap listeners. True North has a free guide for you to download. It's called Content Plus Automation, the modern marketing power couple. Guys, this is a way to supercharge your content strategy. It's really easy. All you got to do is go to bit.ly slash healthcare wrap one, the number one. That's where you will find this exclusive resource. Again, it's available only for healthcare wrap listeners. So check that again. It's at bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number one. Tell your whole crew. Nice. Well, that's that's true. And I'm, I can see how it kind of affects a lot of other topics and things we might consider challenges, just how we approach things to begin with. So great point there. I'm, I'm wondering on the Shishmed side, I have a feeling a lot of folks maybe experience the same thing as me that I don't necessarily think a whole lot about the association itself, you know, until conference time starts coming around. But but I don't know you're doing things constantly throughout the year. And I, I wonder, you know, is there uh, a bit of an insight look you could share with us in terms of how Shishmed helps us throughout the year and kind of where it's headed over the next, you know, say three to five years. 
Absolutely. So uh, as you say, it's not just the annual conference. A lot of people sort of think that the conference and, and the association are synonymous and, and it's a thing that we do. It's certainly a very big thing that we do. It's not the only thing that we do. If you went to the conference as, as a normal attendee, not as, not as an exhibitor, but as a normal attendee, you get a year of membership. If not, the membership is, is a couple hundred bucks a year. It's a pretty reasonable investment. And over the course of the year, there's a number of things that you get. There's a bunch of resources online that are available uh, through the website. And I'll highlight a couple of those in a sec. There's a lot of educational opportunities as well. Some are free to members. Some uh, have a reduced cost for members. There's a series of uh, educational webinars throughout the year that are called Shushmed U. And uh, there's a wide range of programs because Shushmed really is dealing with not just any one of these uh, categories, but a whole range of, of, of stuff from you know strategy to marketing to PR to physician relations uh, and on and on and on. So uh, there's a huge number of those educational opportunities throughout the year. Uh, we do put out a, a publication uh, that, that is moving to a digital format here in the coming year, and it's articles, as well as a, uh, a syndicated news email that, that goes out regularly. And there's lots of opportunities to engage with other members of Shushmed in the process as well. So we've got a uh, online portal where there's uh, we have discussions around different topics. You can post questions, different people weigh in. Of course, that stuff can get pushed out to your email and things like that as well. But we've got a great opportunity to engage around some of those things as well. Shushmed also does uh, some different publications and research from year to year. And so uh, a couple of the big things more recently, we just released by the numbers, which is our every couple of year look at how organizations are investing, what the staffing models look like, things like that. Tons of data if you're looking at your department and are you competitive for the size organization that you are and things of that nature. Lots of good data in there around how organizations are getting it done. Again, health system organizations. Um, so it's, it's all organizations like like yours. That's just recently come out. Uh, there's a couple of other publications around uh, marketing plans. Uh, that's something, a publication that we had out years and years ago that's just been updated for the first time in quite a long time. Uh, and a new book on uh, population health. So a bunch of different kinds of resources that come out along those lines. The other resource from Shushman that I think is really worth pointing out is a piece that we did originally a couple years ago, about three years ago. It's been updated once already called Bridging Worlds. And uh, a lot of folks out there are looking at, at the health system in big picture and how that's evolving, different scenarios for what that might look like in the future. But when it comes down to you know, your role or my role and the things that we need to be relevant and successful over the next couple of years, no one was really doing that work. And so we went out and uh, developed a piece a couple of years ago called Bridging Worlds that really lays out these are the skills, these are the, the different attributes that you're looking for in members of your team and looking at how to lay out what, it, what is it going to take in order to really succeed in these different strategy roles in the future. Great piece, really deep, really insightful. Uh, the update has included a lot more case studies and things like that, but it was a little bit difficult to make that actionable for an individual. And so we've released now a, a tool that's uh, free to Shushmed members called Shushmed Advance. And it's an online little uh, thing that you go through that assesses what you feel is most important for the role you're in and the roles you aspire to be in. And then it's a self-assessment of how you line up in those different areas of skills and attributes. 
From there, it, it helps you develop really a personal development plan to figure out how am I going to get to where I feel like I need to be, given all this information, has access to tons and tons of resources to help you start out down uh, the path of, of developing some of those different skill areas. Uh, so it's something that Shushman members individually can access for free. For a small fee, people who are not Shushman members can do it. So if, if you're in a leadership position, you want your whole team to take the survey, it's, it's pretty reasonable to, to do those kinds of things. We're seeing more and more departments sort of at that level go through and do it for everyone in the department as a way for people to do individual development plans and for them to figure out more broadly where they need to develop things as maybe a department or a function. So lots of interesting work going on in that area as well. Shushmed, as we go forward, uh, I think we're going to continue in a lot of ways on the path we're on. It's, again, it's a membership organization. We are fortunate in membership organizations where you know a lot of folks aren't joining membership organizations anymore. Uh, it's hard to get people to, to volunteer and contribute. Uh, Shushman does not have those issues, right? We've got a, a very engaged membership, lots of people who want to be part of the organization, lots of people who want to contribute their time and talents to different programs there. And so we're going to continue to do a lot of that work to bring educational content to all of us to you know continue to develop new you know, research pieces, things like that. But, you know, the organization is looking at how healthcare is changing, trying to figure out how we need to adapt and change as well. So there's been more and more a push to go digital, just like, again, every health system out there is doing. So some of our sort of key publications and are going to a digital format. That's a, a big shift for the organization, but one that's, that's probably long overdue. And, uh, Operationally, just trying to, to shift to uh, be able to move faster and, and adapt to things faster. One of the challenges of a membership organization is when they're breaking trends and there's new things that hit out there, we're not necessarily as quick as some of the uh, private research analyst kind of firms to be able to put information out there. And so uh, we're retooling some things to be able to adapt to new changing things that are happening in the marketplace, get information to the hands of the membership more quickly. That's, that's one of our big pushes. As well. Okay, so I've heard, if I'm hearing you right, man, there, there's basically an endless number of resources and <laughs> we are addressing, you know, the, the, this assumption there really are lots of different ways to handle it. There's a lot of different ways to, to tackle it. Is there anything else you'd like to share for those listeners who really are still feeling like they, they, they just want that connection or just anything else that stuck out from the conference? Sure. I mean, if, if you haven't had experience with Shishman, probably someone in your organization is, is a member. Ask around, reach out. Uh, see if you can get a, a taste of what kinds of information resources out there. Obviously, I think it's really important for career development for professionals in our space to go and, and be members and, and engage in this. But sometimes it's it's you know it's hard to get the organization to fit the bill for those things as well. If you are a member, you know again I, I think there we're we're fortunate. Lots of people. Uh, have wanted to get involved. I won't say we have infinite resources, but uh, we are we are fortunate to have a lot of volunteer talent that steps up and, and makes a lot of things happen within the organization. In terms of themes, again, there's there's a lot of things because it's just such a wide range. As I mentioned earlier, uh, consumer experience is, has been a big push. How do we make things easier? How do we uh, make things frictionless? I mean, all those things were, were big thematic items at the conference. In addition to that, I, I think I just 
So more things where, and again, because I approach so many of these things from a digital perspective, where digital is becoming a piece of really almost every initiative going on within the, at least the things being presented at the conference. Uh, and that can be marketing, that can be you know, strategic planning, so on and so forth. The integration of digital into all these different elements of what we're executing as organizations all the time has really just made huge leaps and bounds here in the last couple of years. Excited to see that continue as we go forward. Awesome. Well, I, I really do appreciate the insights. I think listeners will enjoy, if nothing else, they're going to take away the thoughts and the benefits of membership, of attending things, of reaching out and, and getting out there and, and seeing really the, the, the fuller landscape that we really aren't the only ones there trying to figure things out. So perfect. So, you know, at the end of each rap battle, we usually, you know, decide between ourselves, you know, whether we uh, won the battle or not. And I think we're going to say yes on this one <laughs> uh, pretty confidently. <laughs> You know, this is kind of how, how it works. Uh, we, we haven't had a, a, a dissenting vote yet, but, you know, we're going to keep that going on this time. Yeah, great job, a great explanation of, of how to help us feel a little different. So with that, we're going to wrap up here with our last segment, which is shout out. Shout out. So shout out is where we just recognize a, a person, a place, a thing, an idea, a post, something we ate, <laughs> something that has, <laughs> has caused us to think about the world a little differently. You're just something that, that stuck with us and, and caused us to truly, you know, just stood out for some reason or another. So I can take this first and then Ben, if you've got one, uh, no obligation here because uh, you've already done more more than uh, I, I could hope for, quite frankly, of uh, just sharing the, the benefits uh, with the discussion we've already had. but. Uh, the one I was thinking of was actually one. It was, and sometimes these end up almost sounding like like thank you notes from Jimmy Fallon, and, and I don't mean them to because they probably sound a little light, but I I mean this one genuinely. Uh, my shout out this week is to the staging and lighting crews at conferences. <laughs> I was at this last week. I was at a pharma conference, Digital Pharma East, and I just saw it like like they're the unsung heroes, right? Like they're and and my my brother in law is a lighting and, and stage and tech guy and. Uh, he prefers not being recognized, <laughs> like yeah. he likes being in the in the background. And it's one of those things that, like conferences, like these presentations, people don't think about the the work that it takes to set up the room, to be there, to work with a lot of personalities, and to be be the ones that it's, it, it's people only remember they're there when something goes wrong. And I wanted to really just think and recognize the fact that there are those in those roles and conferences and events really couldn't happen without them. So uh, just a, a quick, simple shout out to our, our friends in the AV and, and staging and lighting crews around the world. So there we go. Yeah, when you get when you start to see how the sausage gets made behind the big curtain, it is, uh, it is quite an operation going on uh, back there. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, uh, when things go smoothly, it's because they're, they're kicking butt back there. My shout out to sort of a, an aha moment I had recently. I've been on the road quite a lot lately. And so, uh, you know, part of that means I've been watching a lot of uh, Hulu and Netflix on, on my tablet as, as I go. And uh, tons of original content being generated by Hulu and Netflix. And uh, I just had this moment where I realized there's a, a huge amount of this lately. And maybe it's the things that I pick that is 
super cautious tales about technology, right? AI is going crazy, biological tech gone awry, breaches of, of privacy. So I'm not quite sure what the, uh, what the message is that they're, <laughs> they're trying to seep into our deep unconscious minds here. It was just this recognition that somehow negative stories about the future of technology has become really good television in some way. And uh, I think it, it causes me to be a little bit, little bit cautious as I watch things to, to think about, you know, what, what is the message underlying this? Because, you know, of course, I, I, I tend to err on the other side where let's, you know, let's barrel ahead and, and inevitably there will be challenges, but uh, we'll work those out as we get to them. And we can't uh, really figure out what they are until, until we get into the midst of it. But it was that moment where I'm like, oh, there's, there's a lot of negative tech stuff on, on some of these emerging media platforms. And uh, being that they're coming from where they're coming from, it's maybe a little bit surprising to me that that has become as popular with, with some of those content creators as it is. Well, yeah, so I guess it makes for good TV, at the very least, because people are yeah. tuning in. Yeah, the, the analytics say we watch that, I, I suppose. <laughs> so true. The data doesn't lie, although you can change the context and make it say almost anything you want. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Hey, ben, the, uh, a, the AI tells us that uh, anti-AI <laughs> stories play well with the, the media. So, <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, and then you can't argue as much, can you? Oh, funny. Uh, well, really appreciate your time, Ben. Uh, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, they can certainly find lots of information about me and about Geonetric at our website, geonetric.com, G-E-O-N-E-T-R-I-C. Or uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Bennett Geo, B-E-N-A-T-G-E-O, as in like Bennett Geonetric. Uh, so I'm usually pretty easy to find out there. Nice. And you're on you're on Twitter, you're on LinkedIn, you're, you're out there. I yep. see you. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. I appreciate your time, Ben, and thanks a lot. And, and listeners, definitely do us a favor if you have a chance. We'd love for you to uh, write us a quick review on iTunes and subscribe to this program if this is your first chance listening, and we appreciate that. Uh, send us any topics that you'd like to hear at. Uh, we're on Twitter at Healthcare Wrap, and Peter and I are both on LinkedIn. Uh, Ben's on there as well, like I said. So uh, on behalf of Peter and myself, thanks, and that's a wrap. 